Mic check, check, I'm good. So I'm Max Duran, Max, Max Duran, CWB Association Welding Podcast, Pod, Pod, Podcast. Today we have a really cool guest, Welding Podcast. The show is about to begin. Attention welders in Canada. Looking for top quality welding supplies? Look no further than Canada Welding Supply. With a vast selection of premium equipment, safety gear, and consumables, CWS has got you covered. They offer fast and reliable shipping across the country, and here's the best part. All podcast listeners get 10% off any pair of welding gloves. Can you believe that? Use code CWB10 at checkout when placing your next order. Visit CanadaWeldingSupply.ca now. Canada Welding Supply, your trusted welding supplier. Happy welding. Hello and welcome to another edition of the CWB Association Podcast. My name is Max Saron and as always, we're looking for the best talent in the world to interview. And today and this month specifically, we're celebrating Black History Month, which is a very important day for all the black people and people in the black community and people of color around the world. As a part of this series for this month, we have Leon Hudson coming into us from the GTA, I believe. I didn't even ask, but I think you're yes, out there. Yes. Hey, Leon, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. How are you, Max? I'm doing fantastic. So I want to get your title right. You work for Feronius, and you are the manager of the Perfect Welding Technical Department and Technical Support for National something, something, something. You, it was a long, long title. What do you got? So in, 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 in the shortest form, as it shows up in our system, <laughs> I am the perfect welding technical support national manager. Okay. All right. So what does that mean is we have a few different departments um, or business units, um, welding, solar, and battery charging. Um, in terms of the, the welding um, division, we're called perfect welding. And I am the manager of all um, the, uh, the technical support. In, in Canada for that. So as a manager for all of technical support, that means that you got to know kind of how every machine operates, all the pieces, all the parts, and you got to be able to, you're not necessarily the one fixing it yourself as a manager, but you got to be telling people what to do when they call in, right? Or training them at least. Yeah, yeah. So we do we do a little bit of everything. Um, we do the, um, let's start from the start. Mm -hmm. um, Certain welding challenge um, is in, in the industry. Um, they knock on our doors a lot of times. Um, and the sales team says, hey, I'll introduce you to my technical guys and they will try to solve your problem. Yeah. That's my guys. Those are my guys. So we're talking from, okay, let's get to the, the, the mean potatoes of, of your project. Um, we'll start welding um, with whichever solution we think it's best, whether it's robotic, um, maybe a hard automation, like a, maybe a, a tractor or something, yeah, yeah. right? Or manual welding. So we, th this department will do all the welding for it. Okay, um, proof, of, proof of concept to the, the customer. He likes it, he loves it, he buys it. Now, my department's also configuring everything for all the, the nuts and bolts and pieces um, to make this black box into um, a working system, mm -hmm. let's say. Then it goes to the customer or the integrator to put on a robot. We go with the equipment. We show them how to set it up to make it work, to arcs and sparks. And then um, another section, we go and we train on how to use it. And then if it breaks, we also do that. 
and everything in between, data documentation, <laughs> everything. So I manage the department that handles all that. So the sales team gets it easy. Oh, yeah. They do get to knock on a door sometimes. From time to time, they get to knock on a door. But um, they get to drop it in their laps and say, uh, make it work. Yeah. And yeah. Um, from a welding standpoint, we have to make it work. So that's a very specific technical field that you're in. So in order to get to the spot we're in right now, let's go right back to the beginning because it sounds like there's going to be some type of a path to get from inception of Leon, baby Leon, to manager of all the nuts and bolts and everything welding for Ferronis Canada. So yes, where were you born? And let's start at the start. From the start. So born in Jamaica. Um, where in Jamaica? Montego Bay. Montego Bay. All right. Right. So we're, I'm born on the beaches um, of uh, Jamaica, Montego Bay, the tourist area. Um, grew up with an extended family, pretty large family. Um, we're talking about grandma had 22 dinner plates on the table. Yeah. Kind of extended family, right? <laughs> um, That's a big table. Was, I mean, people are was, sitting uh, at the couch. People are sitting at the table. <laughs> Yeah, it was 22 dinner plates at a table. I tell people all the time, they can't believe. Um, so from there, um, you're learning from all your older cousins and, and all that, right? And it's 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 competitive in that in that environment, right? Mm -hmm. You want to win all the races. You want to you want to have the biggest dinner plate because that yeah. means you're the biggest boy around, right? Or whatever. <laughs> um, so we grew up like most Jamaicans. We're playing um, soccer or football. football yeah. um, we're a little bit British still, so we're still playing cricket, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we grew up in the, the British school system. So we're um, doing grade one to, let's say, five, six in a primary school. And then in grade five, you get to take an exam. Now, you pass this exam, you skip grade six, go to grade seven. So I was one of the, 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 the lucky, um, let's say, 50, 60, 70% skip grade six, get to grade seven, um, and I get to a technical high school. This is where it gets interesting. Um, not many of these schools are around, but a technical high school in, in, in Jamaica allows you to do um, grade seven, grade eight, and grade nine, you start choosing what you want to be in life. So I'm like, okay, I want to be in engineering, mm -hmm. right? So you, in grade 10, I go on engineering. Now, the options you're learning um metals so you're grinding you're welding you're designing different metal projects you're doing some woodworking stuff um you're doing your physics your chemistry um all those engineering sciences um right to prepare you for post-secondary so that's grade 10 and grade 11. now um at the end of grade 10 uh, my dad decided he lived in Canada at the time. Uh, so what, he decided, what was he doing in Canada already? He was working at CarMax um, in a, um, uh, so CarMax is a, a Magna company and they do automotive. Automotive parts. Right. right. And, parts. and he had come up on a contract or on a foreign worker program or, or was he living already in Canada? He lived in Canada a couple months before I was born. Okay. Okay. Right. So my mom is pregnant um, in Jamaica. He comes to Canada, you know, make more money, send home, make a better yep. life, yep. make money, send home. Right. Um, so so that all happened. 
And I remember in grade seven, if I, I turn back to grade seven, and um, I was in in the library with the library teacher at the time because you had to learn library sciences. And I'm like, yeah, my dad's in Canada. He builds cars for a living. I don't need to go to school, right? I'm going to do that, right? I got so it I'm all like, figured out. I'm like, yeah, I got it all figured out. I'm grade seven. Uh, my dad's in Canada. He's making cars. And at that time, he had a, uh, a pretty nice car. So he sent the picture back. I was like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to do exactly what my dad did, mm -hmm. right? So the, uh, the, the teacher looked at me at the time and said, your dad makes cars for a living. If he went to school, he'd be the manager of the people who makes cars. And that stuck with me mm -hmm. from then until now. I, I remember I remember that conversation. She beat me, but I didn't let her know that she beat me in that conversation. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, <laughs> so we fast forward. Um, my dad is living in Canada. He's living in, in the GTA, Toronto area. Um, and he just wanted, at the time, to celebrate the success of his kids, right? Mm-hmm. You pass that exam in grade five, skip grade six, go to grade seven. He's like, okay, let's come up and we'll celebrate in Canada, right? Yeah. He tried, he tried, he tried to do that for me and my brother, but he was not successful. So he said, okay, you know what? Let's just move you to Canada so we never have to worry about this, this happening again. So we moved to Canada uh, in grade 10, in the grade 10. Um, come to Canada. In Toronto, in the Toronto area. And how many of you Collegiate. came up to Canada together? At the time, three. Okay. My 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 oldest sister, I don't know if she's allowed me to tell tell this story, but she's now a doctor nurse. A pra uh, nurse practitioner, right? yeah. With a PhD now. With a PhD, yeah. Awesome. So I'm like I'm like you're a doctor nurse. Like yeah. that, that's okay. That's that's top game. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> right? Doctor nurse. Um, and my brother now, he is an inspector for the Toronto police, right? And little old me, I'm the youngest one at the time. So I'm just chasing behind, behind their, um, their tails, wherever they go, mm -hmm. whatever they should do. We try to do the same, right? Um, so we get to Toronto I go to Western Collegiate. I'll bounce back and forth to that school in Jamaica, um, in, in, in the future as we talk. So we, I, we get to Western Collegiate, um, know nothing about the system, yeah. right? Um, how it works. We know you go to school. We don't know anything about school credits. How, how many credits do you need to go from here to here? Which classes do you know do you need to do? What even happens after high school? Yeah, yeah. We know well, none there's of no that. path, yeah. None of that. We, so it's just like... Okay, we are living like day to day, test to test, quiz to quiz. Get a quiz, pass a quiz, get a test, pass a test, right? Um, and the support to navigate the path isn't really there. Uh, it wasn't at the time. It's mm -hmm. getting better now. Um, I know teachers in the system now who are educating me on the things that I saw back then that wasn't right. Yeah, it's still a struggle though, man. It's still a struggle. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Because um, I remember um, when I came into grade 10, they had me do a test. And I'm like, guys, I did grade 10 already in Jamaica. They're like, ooh, your age says you have to do grade 10. I'm like, well, I skipped a grade because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I, and I also did grade 10. So he's like, no, you have to. So I did the test and then they put me in a certain grade and then four days after school starts, the teacher takes me and goes, 
no, you shouldn't be here. You should be someplace <laughs> else. It's <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. This, yeah. this is right. But I also got lucky because at the time it was an English class. No, I hate I hate doing English classes. I'll tell you that the truth. Yeah, me too. I hate them. I'm a math guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? For me, I was a math guy. And I but love to English I love teacher... to read, but I hate doing English. There's a difference. Right? Right? <laughs> exactly. So my math teacher take my English teacher takes me to where we're doing a um a uh, a a book written by a Jamaican lady. So I'm in class and I am translating the Jamaican um patois <laughs> yeah. to English. Right. And somewhere in that, he's like, no, 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 you shouldn't be in this class. You should be in a different class. Right. And just that move from him noticing something and moving me someplace else sort of set me on a path to, let's say, success. I would probably have still been successful doing something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that would have been, but I think that was a turning point in Canada where somebody saw me and go, no, 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 you shouldn't be here. You should be here. Because again, I don't know the system. I don't know anything. That sort of set me up on a path to get back into into engineering um, from a, um, a university standpoint. Now, um, my brother, um, he took his path. My sister took took hers. Um, again, she gets in at grade twelve. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. I graduate and uh, I'll do nursing. Right? You, you don't know the system. Right, she so ends up in nursing. Now, when we when we're in our school, I remember in our school it had probably a hundred different languages and countries in the school. Toronto is it's all a mix of yeah. of everything. Um, luckily, there were some other Jamaicans in the school, and then you go on a soccer team, and then you start making. Then you got more. your gang. You got your gang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was walking. I was walking in 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 the um. In, in class, my first day of class, and I heard a Jamaican word, and that calmed me right down. Mm -hmm. I was nervous because you, I'm in Jamaica, I'm watching TV, and you see kids getting stuffed in locker rooms and stuff like that, or lockers and stuff like yeah, that. You yeah. don't, you that's what you sort of expect, right? Um, bullying and all that stuff. You didn't, I didn't really know what to expect other than what I saw on TV. I get to, to school and I hear Jamaican words, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's going to be okay. There's other Jamaicans here and stuff, right? Yeah. So that that was common. Um, but you get into school, you're, you're doing it, but there's no, there's, there was no pathway. Well, you bring um, up so you I, bring up a, a bunch of different things. I want to stop you here because there's a few points here that are very interesting. First of all is the difference between school systems in Canada versus other countries, which... Yeah. As North America has this habit of thinking that we just do everything the best and better than everybody else. That's just yeah. kind of the North American way of thinking, which take it for what it is. But there's one thing I'll tell you about other countries is the school systems and the way they divide out into skills, practical skills, yeah. educational skills. I love that. It's the same in Chile. It's the same in lots of other countries. By grade 10, you're already mm -hmm. working towards either university, technical school, and, yep. and it saves you money. It saves you time. It saves you a headache because you already have people working with you to be like, all right, let's get you on this path. And if you decide to change your mind, by the time you're in grade 12, you already have skills to exactly. work. You know what I For mean? Sure. So that's something that I've brought up 
for decades being like, why don't we have a system like that in Canada? We kind of have a system like that for kids that fall under the radar or like, yeah. oh, you're like a problem kid or you got you got issues or you got yeah. a, you got something. Oh, OK, well, then maybe you should go look at this tech school. That's not the right attitude, though. We shouldn't exactly. be looking at it like that. It should be like, oh, you love to work with your hands and you're a super smart, straight A student. Tech schools for you, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and yeah. uh, so that's that's the one point I wanted to bring up, and especially for the listeners that don't know this about other countries. The the other part was is how important having that right teacher at the right time can oh, yeah. make in your life because when when I came to Canada with my family I was just a little kid so like I was Spanish was my first language I started kindergarten didn't know any English then like I was I was just an immigrant but luckily because of the way immigration was back in the seventies all the schools in my all the kids in my school were immigrants so like no one yeah. spoke english right like it was like it was like you know we got somalis we got tree we got you know spanish we got russian ukrainian all these crazy languages everywhere so we kind of got along but then in grade five weird little max story my dad won the lottery not a lot but a little bit enough to move us out of that neighborhood and into a nice neighborhood and when I For ended sure. up in the nice neighborhood, it was like the worst time of my life. I swear to God, it was the yeah. worst thing that ever happened to me because now I was the only Spanish kid in an all-white school. Like, it was yeah. just like out of a TV show with the bullying. First day of school, I got, I went home crying. I just, like, I hated life. Like, this was the worst thing that yeah. could ever happen. I was literally singled out for my clothes, my looks, my face, my the way I talked. Everything was made fun of oh, for sure. right on day one. But I, sure. had, I had a teacher in grade five that noticed that I was really good at math and science, like like exceptionally good. And they made such a huge difference in my life being like, you know what, you're here, you're only going to be here for like three years and you're going to go off to high school? Just power through, kid. Just power through. Yeah. All these people, you'll never see them again. You'll start a whole exactly. new life and you'll be fine. And I always think yeah. about that. Like, you know, things can be really right now, but yeah. you'll get through it. You know, just for sure. keep your eye on the prize, focus, go forward, right? Yeah. All right. And So here you no, are. Sure yeah. It's and and that's a um, a very similar story to, to to many immigrants, let's say, who come um, who come uh, from wherever it's it's the south or east and 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 all those places, right? Um, so I get to um, to high school. You're like coming into grade eleven slash twelve now, yeah. It, it's eleven slash twelve. Um, graduated in grade eleven officially. Don't tell anyone <laughs> I told you that. They still don't believe that. <laughs> I feel like, how are you graduating grade eleven? If you got the credits, like, my, <laughs> my brother right there, he's graduating. I'll be right behind him. Um, so I graduated grade eleven. Um, did one more year. Uh, at the time, we had OAC. Right. Right. Then I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I just literally sold um, a dart to the dartboard, and whatever it stuck on, all right, I'm going to York University for computer science. Right. What happened to the thoughts of engineering from back in Jamaica? Um, kind of just fell off the radar there. It's it's not necessarily. Um, I was in I was in school, and um, this they brought in a speaker, and the speaker goes, um, "In the next twenty years, everybody in computer science is going to retire, mm-hmm. and there's going to be jobs." So. That's what I heard. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Makes sense. I'll yeah. go do that in school. Right. Again, I don't know the system. All right. Now I know here I have to pay for school. 
How do I pay for school? Yeah. Like, I ended up getting a summer job. Um, did pretty well in the summer job. Saved up enough. Paid for my first year university. Now I can't afford books. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to university. Can't afford books. Can't afford a computer to do computer science. <laughs> so I'm basically living, living at, at the, the school. Yeah, the living time. at the university. The, yeah. Right? I'm living at the library. Because if I need yeah. to type something, I can't do it at home. Yeah. Because I don't have a computer at home. So how do you be a computer scientist without a computer? Yeah. Right? So so we did that. Um, and eventually, um, I was pretty successful at that. But eventually, um, <clears throat> my family moved. And the access to school became difficult. Now you got to work, right, to help support the family. Um, my brother's in school. My sister's in school. Um Okay, so I go to work to support the family. And then after that, I said, okay, what am I going to do now? Right? Um, I, I was successful at school in computer science. Um, it wasn't really, let's say, my passion, engineering my passion. So I ended up going back into engineering, going back to school for engineering. Um, again, no mentor, no nothing, just, hey, this is what I did, so I'm going to do it again. Right. Um, and we, we fast forward and I'm successful at that. And I get a job at ESAB. All right. So and now, and now you're done with engineering or you're still in engineering? I'm still I'm still in engineering. Yeah. Um, I was in school, uh, Humber College at the time. And um, because now I've got to start back over to, to do the <laughs> engineering. <laughs> right. I yeah. get to Humber College and it's a co-op program. Right. Right. All right, I'm doing a co-op program, and um, it's in electronics. No co-op position, so I go online and I apply to everything I see. I get a phone call from uh, from ESAB. I go in and go in for the interview. It turned out that the topics they were asking in the interview is literally what I just learned in school last week. Oh, perfect. Right. He's like, I'm hiring you right now, right here. We're gonna do it. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. So he gives me a tour to facility. Now I'm in I'm in um, electronics engineering and I'm touching five amp power supplies. Right. <laughs> and the teacher's like, be careful, that five amp power supply <laughs> right. give you a real shock. <laughs> right. So and that's exactly what's happening. He brings me to the back for a tour of ESAB. And he's like, Yeah, so this one is fifteen hundred amps and this one is is a thousand amps power supply. These are big sub art machines at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I am nervous. Yeah, you got 575 sweating. volts coming out the wall. <laughs> right? Normally, it's 24 volts, 5 amps. Yeah. That's all we're touching in school, right? <laughs> I get to ESAB, and it's the... it's the, um, And sub arcs is as big as it gets. Like, I mean, you're looking 1,500 amps on two machines chained together. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, you know what? I need a co-op position. Um, I'm going to fake it till I make it. So I'm like, yeah, I passed the test that he gave me. So I must be half decent. And I get into first day of school, first day of, of work. And it's just, I don't know who puts these people in my life from time to time. I pop in and it's this Trinidadian man. Um, and he used to work at, um, he's retired now. Um, but he's done so much in the welding industry in terms of repair welding machines, right? 
wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like my first mentoring type situation, right? Uh, showing me all the ropes, um, helping me be safe, get through um, the, that experience. Um, the downturn of 2008 happens. Um, economic downturn happens. ESAB keeps me on full-time. Um, I end up going on a major, major project in the U.S. Uh, we were doing um, wind towers. Okay, so you need gantries and stuff, like everything. No, I'm I'm the gantry guy. I'm I'm the one that's installing <laughs> these massive gantries in what was um, the largest wind tower manufacturing facility, up, I think globally, but definitely in the U.S. It was absolutely massive, right? Um, and that sort of set me up mm-hmm. for things to come. So at ESAB, I was doing. The, the the welding gantries, the subarc welding gantries, I was doing the um, the plasma cutting tables, also water jet. So I did the full gamut of, of everything, right? They say you got to cut before you weld. So I was cutting mm-hmm. and I was welding. Now, at the time, there wasn't anyone that was doing both cutting and welding at ESAB, right? So I, I did a full um, manual repair systems, cutting, welding, um, automation. So I had like a really great, um, let's say, experience at ESOP mm-hmm. building and building um, into the welding industry. Um, so, now question: Like when you talk about your mentor from Trinidad, was there a sense of comfort because he was also a person of color, or or was it just a a luck of the draw that this person just happens to be from Trinidad? Because I know I have appreciated. Uh, especially like, especially because English isn't my first language. Any mentorship I've ever gotten with someone who can speak in my language is always like, mm, perfect. You know what I mean? But but that's few and far between. Like you don't get a lot of those, right? Yeah, you you don't you don't. I, I said I lucked out because if I look around in the industry, there's not many black faces. I see, no right. Um, eventually we'll get there across yeah. the board, right? Um, but there was definitely a level of comfort. And at one at one point, he was like an uncle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How he 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 provided information. He made sure everything was, you know, because we're moving from twenty four volts DC to six hundred volt three phase, mm-hmm. um, really big welding machines, right? Um, so he took he took really really good care of me. I remember when I was leaving ESOP, he cried that day. Yeah. Right. And that's when I realized like who I had in my corner, right? Um, when 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 I left, so. That was really, really um, something I never realized at the time until it was almost at the end. I was yeah. like, well, he really took care of me, right? Yeah, he counted uh, on you too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we, we, we developed a, a really good relationship. Um, he ended up retiring. And um, then I, let me see it. Was I, I was the only other black person in the, in the, um, the welding Part of ESAB, um, yeah. The welding part of ESAB. Now we had finance, we had support there, we had, you know, so we, we still had um, enough of a footprint at, at ESAB. But um, yeah, he definitely helped me uh, navigate, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I won't um, 
let they minimize the effect of everybody else here because we they had some really really good people at the time yeah. um people of different races and color um languages and stuff like that so it was a it was a nice team the same um effect that you had as as a a new immigrant mm -hmm. when you, you see other people who are immigrants also so they had that 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 team but i remember him for specifically he took real good care of me yeah. and and helped me develop right um into, into where i'm at so you're in so, the co-op yeah. program with Isab, which mm -hmm. turned into a full-time job so i I assume here you finished your, your engineering. You got your, yep. your you got. Your, I see your ring on your finger. So you you got yep. your PNs, and then you you stayed on at ESAP for for a number of years, and you worked on the giant project, right? I've I've worked on so there, there's a bit more schooling um, okay. All right. in, in the future, right? So there's there's um, Humber. There's um, I went away to Lakehead, so pretty close to where. Not super close where you are, but close closer than where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I did I did some other school, and I remember when I was leaving, um, that I had a whole bunch of friends who went to university after, and I was like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna come and you know we're gonna have a, a blast. So we end up at university, but at the same time, um, I'm back and forth with Isab, still learning, still growing, still developing. Yeah. Um, and graduated then back at ESAB again full time again. Um now all the the um let's say the more senior guys are now gone from let's say the welding and repair and I'm now quote Moving unquote the senior guy. Yeah. Right? I'm quote unquote the senior guy. And then Ronius came knocking. And I left. So you um, got poached. Ronius? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody so, follow me. Yeah, because I was wondering, you know, because it sounds like you're having a great time at ESAB, you know, and and my question was going to be, why did you leave? Um, why did I leave? Now, I've had at ESAB the system, how the system was set up. Uh, you have kids graduating from Conestoga and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and they get they get hired on. And I end up developing relationships with those guys because I had access to the technology. Yeah. Right. They were either in um, some kind of um, sales position or you start off um, understanding the system and then you move into a welding, a more full-time welding position. But I had access to the technology and we were all around the same age. So I, I ended up hanging out with a lot of those guys um, mm -hmm. over time and learning let's say the welding technology and getting better at the welding technology, even though I did um, um, electrical, getting better at the welding technology through, through those um, relationships. And ESAB, um, Fronius came knocking um, just randomly. And I reached out to some of those guys. Hey, what do you know about Fronius? Um, they're knocking on the door. And I, I, I remember a couple of them like, if, if you have a chance, do it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's how I end up now. ESAB has a work culture that it is. They make people like really resilient at yeah. ESAB. ESAB people are really resilient and they don't move on very much. Yeah, I know. Right? I, I know a lot of people that have been doing their time at ESAB. They got no, no desire to leave. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, what am I doing here? Because I look at this guy, he's 25 years. This guy's yeah. 30 years. Um, he's been here since he graduated school and now he's a general manager. This guy's the the VP. Like no one leaves ESAB. Yeah. So it was 
it was not the easiest decision to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have relationships with those guys to this day, right? See them at trade shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and they always say the weld- welding is a, a big industry but a small world, right? Yeah, it's a big community, but we all know each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was great fun. Um, still have great relationships with those guys. Um, still talk to a lot of them to this day. So the Ferodius shows up, knock, knock, knock on the door, being like, hey, look at our shiny, cool machines. We're the Ferraris of welding over here. Bright red, let's look. And uh, and they have a way different background. Like, Ferronius is a different company altogether, even just how they got in the game. You know, like, they're over 100 years old in the the energy department, you know, and and welding kind of came last. So it's very interesting how they got in the game, right? Oh, for sure. They started um, recharging batteries, right? Um, so they still have a battery department to this day, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the things that helps them be being successful, being diversified in different in different things. But yeah, the um, the battery came first, then the welding, and now solar energy is um, a thriving part of the, um, of the, the business. Um, so I get in. I remember in the interview they go, "Oh, I hope I hope your automotive guys aren't listening to this one." <laughs> They're like in it. <laughs> In the interview, they asked me, so um, you're in an automotive facility and um, it's costing so much an hour for downtime mm-hmm. and a mach- and um, there's 200 machines and one's not working. Uh, how do you handle this level of stress? I say, it's only one that's broken. If it's only one, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's only one that's broken. Yeah. They're like yeah. I'm like it's only one. It's okay. I thought it was like all two hundred are broken. Now we got a problem, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we 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 got in at the time. I was the only, um, we call electrical systems, uh, welding systems, um, engineering person. And what year is this? And uh, this is ten years ago. So twenty twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So the company is is growing. Right. Because um, even 10 the, years the ago, there was not, uh, I would say, a huge Ferronius footprint in North America. No, no. The U.S. started a, a, a bit before, but mm-hmm. yeah, the footprint was, was super small. Um, so I came on um, and there is now a, um, a team that is a lot of guys from Conestoga College welding engineering program. Um then we're bouncing um, ideas, um, learning even more on the um, the welding technology side, right? Um, I think that's where. So, so I think ESAP brought me into the welding equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, Fronius brought me into the welding technology. I see. Right. All right. Understanding understanding the the arc, understanding all that goes into the perfect arc or, you know, completing a job um, with the right process, the right welding speeds, the right parameters, right? Um, so this is where I learned all that um, through the last, let's say, decade of working at Fronius. Now, sometimes I get calls and like, hey, Leon, I got your number from so-and-so. I'm looking into this project. And I'm like, this is a different place from where I started to now somebody calling me, reaching out for a solution for a welding problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the coolest things I do, yeah. right? That phone call, like, hey, Leon, I'm working on this. And who is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got, your num- I got your number from so-and-so. 
and I'm working on this problem and can you help me? Oh yeah, come by the lab. We'll we'll do some uh development and uh try to prove prove, prove out the um the the, the problem that you're yeah, working yeah. on. Yeah. So All right. yeah. So let's take a break right now. We're right at the half hour mark. This is perfect. We'll take our, our, our sponsor break because when we get back, we're going to talk about what it is that you do on the day-to-day, what are the projects you're working on with Fronius and, and, and the future for Leon. So we'll be right back here on the CWB Association podcast with Leon Hudson from Fronius. Don't go anywhere. And we are back here on the CWB Association podcast. My name is Max Strong. Thanks for tuning in and listening along. Today we have Leon Hudson on our special Black History Month episode uh, celebrating the success of wonderful Black Canadians here in Canada. We were just talking about the recap, you know, coming from Jamaica, working it out. Dad's working the automotive, built the family up, got everyone over. Then the school, the university, then ESAB, then now Feronius comes knocking. You make the jump over to Feronius, who at that point, I would say, is a much much less established company in Canada. Not worldwide necessarily, but in Canada. And, and they bring you on the team, right? And you were just talking about how you're kind of transitioning from kind of a, a problem solver to a solution solver, which is a little bit of a different way. And, and you're saying how that's exciting. And Explain to people maybe the difference of both sides of that equation. You know, like from from before where you're just trying to solve the problem after it's already happened to to the other side of it where you're trying to make sure the problem never starts. Right. Um, so in, in in the um the ESAP days, um it was a field service specialist. What does that mean? You jump in a in a, in a car, you go on a plane, you go to facilities all over um North America, um, throughout Canada to install your machines or fix them when they're broken, provide some training, right? There's a lot more that we did, but mm-hmm. that's, let's say, the, the the heavy gist. Now, I come to Fronius, it's a little bit of that, and then it starts growing. It starts growing. Um, the knowledge of... Um, the knowledge of the products and the processes starts growing. The knowledge of the industry starts growing. Um, you're in um, MIGMAG, TIG, STIC, um, laser hybrid, um, dual wire processes, plasma welding, right? Um, so the, the, the breadth of um, processes starts to expand and your knowledge of them starts to expand. And then as Fronia starts growing and people start seeing the name around, then it's the, okay, I'm working on this problem um, that I've been, that I've had for X amount of years or whatever. I'm developing Mm. a new process. How do I get there um, with the best solutions? And then the questions come, right? I remember once um, at Fronius, we we, we ran a, um, 
uh, a little program called What's Your Welding Challenge, right? So the idea is you bring your most difficult welding challenge here and we have to solve it. Now, one of the things that makes my job so interesting is that's every day now, right? right? What's, your, what's your welding challenge is every day, right? Um, so you want to build um, rail cars and you want to put down 60 pounds an hour off MIG wire, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. How do we do that? Um, you want to weld something a half a millimeter thick with um, plasma because you've never been able to do this before. Yeah. Um, maybe you're in XYZ, you're in um, food, food and beverage, you're in oil and gas. Um, you're in um, pharmaceuticals. Now, the range of things that's welded, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's right? never-ending, really. Um, it never ends. And I think that's one of the things we don't really discuss as um, people in the welding industry, right? How vast and how wide the industry is and how many things that we build. Well, I right? always tell kids, if it's not if it's not made of steel, it was made by something made of steel. Exactly. And there's no way around it. Literally every single thing in our society is either made of steel or made by a machine made of steel. So there's no way around it. <laughs> so remember I said I was going back to my high school yeah. in, in, um, in, in Jamaica. Now, I still do that. I still go back to the school, right? Um, first, I used to bring um, safety equipment because they have a welding department. And I, I, last time I checked in, they were like the best welding department high school in all the Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. From the competition. So I used to bring them your auto darkening helmets, your gloves, your, your jackets, you know, safety stuff. Cause okay. It's one thing that you're welding, but let's, let's do it safely. So yeah. I've always gone back. I go back for vacation. I always leave a day to go visit. I give, um, the, um, chats to the, the, the engineering students. Um, and that was always a part of what I did, right, for, for that school. I remember late last year, they called me and he goes, hey, Leon, we got a problem. I'm like, what's the problem? We got 174 students in engineering and we don't have a welding machine. <laughs> Can you help us out? Yeah. We don't have a welding machine, right? All right, uh, let me know the process to get you one. So I I bought a welding machine from Fronius. We worked together. We um, gave me a welding machine, right? Um, safety gear, some other colleagues donated. Um, hi, Greg, if you're listening. Um, he donated a helmet, safety gear for the kids. Um, so this is still something that I'm passionate about is given opportunities. Because the first time I ever mm -hmm. struck a welding arc was in Jamaica at the school. Yeah. Right. So it's like. So what you're saying is we need a Jamaican chapter at the CWB association. If you, if you did, <laughs> if you did, you would do very well for yourself. <laughs> All right. Cause I mean, because... let me tell you, we just started up our Chilean chapter last year in Chile and it's kicking ass. They're doing an amazing oh, yeah? work down there. Yeah. If, if you had a Jamaican chapter, it would be successful. Yeah. I promise you that. Um, Cause the, the, the teachers, they tell me now that they do, um, the AWS um, testing 
for, mm-hmm. for their students, right? So it's not uh, super hard to convert them over. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, hard yeah. to convert them over. It's not hard to convert uh, them over, I right? I mean, then you're going to a better uh, standard anyway. <clears throat> so they they are embracing a North American um, welding. Mm-hmm. Um, so for sure, if that's a conversation well, we could have. And the, the Caribbean's the got lots of shipbuilding. It's got like, I mean, I, I applied for a job out in Bermuda when I was like 24 years old as a welder for Carnival Cruise Lines because they needed welders. And I was oh, like, wait, man, awesome. that would that would be the best job. And they were looking for on-site welders. So like you go with the cruise ship to be oh, nice. to be a part of the staff in case anything gets needs to be repaired. And yeah, yeah. I applied for that job. I had big dreams. I had like, I already thought in my head I had the job and I never even <laughs> got an interview. Damn it. Ouch. Ouch. They regret it now, I promise you that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good time. But hey, man, everything happens for a reason. So for sure. So that's I think that's the thing that I do that I'm most proud about. Yeah. Um, and that's a very given... typical immigrant thing to want to give back. Like when I was sitting in board meetings with the CWB and they're talking about expansion internationally, I'm like, Chile, I'm from there. Like, why wouldn't we go like there's a few obvious reasons. Number one, like, I mean, Chile's a part of NAFTA, trade agreements. We got that. Okay, that's, it is what it is. But you got someone on your staff right. that has a connection. Use the connection. Because it's, sure. it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. And we all know that in the industry. For sure. It's, we, yeah. all, we all know that. So use your resources. You're from Jamaica. Connect to Jamaica. Why wouldn't you, exactly. right? Like Exactly. So yeah, I have been told kind of slowly. I'm like, eventually you're gonna have a whole bunch of Jamaican students showing up. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> engineering technology. So breaks yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I think that I've always wanted to do that and mm-hmm. I'm happy I have the opportunity to do it. Um now I remember it was when I lived in Toronto, I talked to uh a friend of mine. We lived we grew up in the same apartment building in Toronto. Right. Um, he went off to McMaster, did an engineering degree, working for, I think, Hydro One at the time. And he's like, honestly, I grew up in Toronto. And the furthest I went from my house was four stoplights that way and three stoplights that way. Oh, and I'm like, really? And I thought that, you know, you come to Canada, people are going everywhere and seeing yeah, everything. Yeah. Right. Um, it was Jamaican also. And he didn't go places he didn't see things he didn't experience things there was no let's say outreach program or pathways to mm-hmm. so he had to figure out on his own how to start where he was to make it to where he is yeah. right um so we always discussed what can we do for kids like us who grew up in that community um to have them experience um and give them opportunities so now i at as the the manager of this department I have the access to some of the coolest technology in the industry, right? Um, so every chance I get, a school calls up, hey, um, we're looking for co-op students or something. I try my best to either get a co-op student in or- Guide them into that area, um, yeah. Or, or guide them the best I can, right? Come for a tour of the lab, right? Um, see welding, come weld, right? Mm-hmm. Daniela, if you're listening, I also think you should come to the lab Hey, not without me. Not without me. I'm coming too. I'll be. I'm, I'm in Toronto every few months or every six weeks or so. So I'll be there. Give us a shout. Give me a shout, and it'll make it happen. So yeah, I always try to um, to give um, students an opportunity to see 
the cool things that's happening in welding, mm-hmm. right? The first time I went back to Jamaica and um, it's probably about 40 students in the class and I'm given my first, first little chat, right? Now all the desks are turn around and turn this way. No one's paying attention to me, but I, I made a presentation, right? And I said, okay, what I'm going to do is just show them the coolest things that is in the welding industry. Mm-hmm. And I swear within, they gave me an hour to talk to the kids. First five minutes, everybody's turned around. After that, everybody straight, full focus, um, two hours, two hours. Yeah. So the kids, they want They to, dialed in, yeah. So they want to learn, they want to know, they want to be a part of something cool. And I think we have something cool going in the, in, in the industry, right? We do, um, we do. And you get to, it, it also helps you travel. Right? Oh, for sure, man. If you want. I say that all the time. Like, I mean, I've been all over the world with this industry, and it was easy, honestly. Like, <laughs> Right? I'm like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I want to go to Europe. And I'm like, wait, how many times have I been to Europe because of welding? Yeah. <laughs> right? How many time, How many provinces have I seen because of welding? The last time I saw you was a different province because mm-hmm. of welding. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I've been out. Uh, I've been to Vancouver once in my life. Um, and it was because of welding, uh, we were doing something at C-SPAN. Right. C-SPAN is massive. That's massive. Absolutely yeah. Massive. The four shipyards are huge. Most people don't even see all four. <laughs> right. Um, I was like, I was there the day they were in, or during the time they were installing the, the big blue crane and there was a helicopter flying under the crane. And I was like, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> this is happening. It's a helicopter flying under a crane. This is how big this place is, right? So I've I've honestly seen um, the coolest things, um, being in the coolest um, manufacturing facilities, the, the best, um, and the people. The skill of the people here um, that's working in the industry is, is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's. I think it's part of my duty to to help um, let they push that um, in my community for sure, um, because a lot of things. Because as as I told you, when I was growing up, there was nobody to guide really. Right now, I'm the one guiding. Yeah. Like I have friends calling, family calling. Um, one of my buddy calls. He's like, "Hey, my daughter wants to get in engineering. Um, what what's the pathway?" Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a wedding. Hey, I heard you're an engineer. My son, my kid wants to be an engineer. What's the pathway? Um, hey, I'm in. You're in welding. I want to get into welding. What's the pathway? Right. So I'm seeing a lot of, um, let's say, requests from from people in my community. Yeah, opportunities asking, to to mentor. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Men- mentorship. Mm-hmm. I'm mentoring an in- uh, a student now in engineering. Right. Um, so awesome. the opportunities are there and um, it's not something I shy away from. One hundred percent. I will never shy away from, you know, given that given my knowledge, whatever it is, um, because there could be one sentence that triggers somebody to feed a whole family. Well, and a generation. You, you brought it up earlier, you know, having that one person step in at the right time. And then when you had the next person step in at ESAB at the right time and, and yeah. you have that, you know, People always ask me what was my secret for success to go from a welder, you know, my dad was a welder, I was a welder, kind of like that was life, and now the director at CWB. 
And it's like mentors, the right people at the right time, keeping your eyes open, yeah. being friendly. Don't burn your bridges. Yeah. It's the network, you know, and it, uh, you can be as skilled as you want. Skills don't get you all the way. It's got to be, sure. it's got to be driving personality, ambition. And, and those are the things. And, and a desire to give back. Cause when people, when people see you giving back, then they're not afraid to give you more. Right. Sure. Because, okay. because, yeah. because when you give out, people will give you more to give out. Cause a lot of people yeah. want to give, but they're not built for it. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. people that give are a different type of people. Like you got to have that energy you got to have. So people will see you give and then support you because sure. you're the one that's going to give it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's just life. That's just the way it works. And, and knowing you're that person and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And yeah, it's going to yeah. be some long nights and yeah, it's going to be work on my weekends and yeah, I'm on vacation, but I'm still going to be working fine. It's fun. It, it's really yeah. no big deal. Right. <laughs> For sure. And, and that's exactly how I look at it. Um, and as I said, I just try to be, um, present for, I could be the opportunity for somebody else right? To, 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 to see something, to do something, to be something. And, and, and I try, mm -hmm. right. I was from a super, I'm from a huge family, right. In terms of an extended family. Yeah. Um, that's funny. So my, my dad's got 15 brothers and sisters and my mom's got five. So it's a, I totally know what you mean, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, we've always, right we've always had our own small community, mm -hmm. but the idea here is community, right? We're yeah. always supportive, um, you know, um, given, given and giving back my, my, we learned this from my, my grandma, right? Yeah. She was, she was always taking care of the whole community. So it's just a part of me naturally to, yeah. to give back and to be, to be there and be supportive, um, of anyone, right? Yeah. Not necessarily black folk, um, or anybody else I yeah. give. Um, but, I, I do have um, your pet my high projects. school at my yeah, heart. You got your stuff. Um, yeah. I got my high school at my heart, and yeah. I will forever um, be be by them, support them. And I, when I was, I met this 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 one um, engineer when we were in school together. This um, he's from Africa, and um, we were talking, and he says, "Leon, just remember this: always do what's right before you do what's good." Yeah, right, and that stuck with me. So I'm always like, always got to do what's right before you do what's good right um i like that so that's yeah it, it stuck with me and i was like because we were talking and i'm like he's like what do you want what we we're talking about what do you want to be and what do you want to mm -hmm. do and i'm like um my aim my goal is to open a school yeah awesome right that's what i told him right that's my aim my goal in life is to open a school and um at the end of it, that's what came of it. Mm -hmm. Do what's right before you do what's good. So if the right thing to do is to open a school, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. If it's a good thing, you just want to do it for a vanity project, don't do it for that. Yeah. Right? Do it for the right things. Right? So that stuck with me forever. And um, I take that. So, yeah. So a couple questions about the actual technical side of Feronius, because I'm curious, you know, because you've been there 10 years. And I've seen mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I was teaching at the college and I remember we had a Fronius uh, presentation come by. It was a guy from Austria. Um, Cause mm -hmm. at the time they were still flying people from Europe to do training sessions here. Cause there was such few Fronius people on the ground. And, uh, and even back then the, the I think CMT had just started rolling out. Um, there mm -hmm. was a few, like uh, that was kind of like the heyday when all everyone was coming out with their own modified waveform of some kind. Yeah. And, um, 
in your 10 years, how much have you seen Feronius kind of change or expand? And I'll tell you, this is the criticism from the outside that I hear about Feronius, to be honest. I'm just going to lay it out. Is that Feronius is just for rich people. Like, there's no, there's no like, uh, you know, Feronius at Princess Auto or a Canadian Tire. There's no Feronius that's accessible to somebody who just wants to pick up a welding machine for their garage. And that's always been the thing. Like, I mean, it's like, a, like I said at the beginning, it's like the Fer- like the Ferrari of welding. Right. Right. They're the awesome machines. They're the best machines. Good luck if you ever get one. Now, how do you feel about that statement? Um, There is a little bit of truth in a lot of what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, let's say, the Ferrari of welding. I talked to a customer once or a potential customer at the last Fabtech. And he's like, he's like, who's Fronius? Tell me who's Fronius. So I said, well, a lot of people say we're the Ferrari of welding, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, okay, tell me why. And I introduced him to one of our machines and I'm giving them the thing that's going to yeah. work for him. And at the end, he's like, Leon, Fronius is not the Ferrari of welding. Fronius is the spaceship of welding. <laughs> 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 you just take it to another level. Yeah, you just yeah. Take it to another level. Um, so, it is. It is true, right? Um, and that's not a bad thing is... because we all wish we had a spaceship, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Um, it is true, but the bright side is we are starting to come with a lot of single phase equipment mm-hmm. for garages and stuff like that. Um, and the people who build the spaceships that we make. Mm-hmm. It's the same guys who build the stuff that you use in your garage. Yes. Your single phase stuff. The same tech, right? your, the same quality, the same uh, the same innovation. Factory, yeah. The same factory, same designer, same everything, and technology is trickling down. Mm-hmm. It's the same um, high level of protection that would be in your automotive factory or in your production facility that's inside this um these machines even more interested or just as interesting is the conversations that Fronius is having as they let's say venture into the market mm-hmm. is coming directly through Canadians. Yeah. I will be in the meetings with R and D and we'll say, what about this? What about this? And they say, okay, maybe what about this? What about this? So we are in the ground floor on the design and the the technology behind the latest machines that's coming it's specific for even a canadian market um i remember once i was i was in so the machines are designed manufactured built everything out of austria right so i was in austria one night we're walking to go for dinner and then this this um this man just coasting on his um his skateboard he's like leon i'm like (laughs) hey he's like leon you don't remember me I'm like, no. Mm, <laughs> how do I play this off? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, come on, you're the black guy that was in the meeting. I will never forget you. You're the black guy in the meeting. <laughs> uh, it's it, and it ends up being one of the design engineers for the welding machines. Right. Right. Cool. So, a few weeks ago, I'm in Europe, and he's like, "Hey, come to my office. I'm designing a new machine. I need your feedback." Um, about what it needs to have for the Canadian market, right? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are you looking for this? What are you looking for this, right? And we started as, um, let's say, a, a little niche um, welding machine that is, let's say, the Ferrari that only the rich people could afford. 
to making it more accessible, accessible. Yeah. to everybody, right? At different price range. Now we still have some that it's, it's you need to save up a little bit, but we do have some that not necessarily can eat entire. Yeah. But your definite your your normal distributors that you would go to um your um we'll have access your to them. Of the yeah. world and, and, and those guys. And you the stuff that you can buy on a credit card because your limit yeah. is at a decent number, right? Yeah. Um and it's the same technology with the the fronious um innovations and know how built inside. There's some actually some really cool things. I remember one of the simplest things I saw that actually blew my mind was stick pulsing. Yeah, yeah, I got to play with that. Like, what? <laughs> Why would you stick need pulse? that? And then I tried it and I was like, oh. Why wouldn't you need that, yeah. right? <laughs> so we do a lot of things for um, um, for industry and we try to, one of the things that we do is we give the technology for the highest level of um welding engineering mm-hmm. right if you've been doing it for 30 years um and you have the inside out of weld, we give you that control off the machine you can control one droplet of wire if you want yeah and then we make it easy for the guy who just walked off the street because i remember the first time i ever welded and you you have the the bucket in your hand like this holding it and then you're scratching <laughs> trying to get the stick to to start you know you're yeah. Right. And your location is all over the place. You don't know where you are. So they like, okay, they develop a technology called tracking arc. You strike and it gives you a really, really low light that allows you to position the arc. And once you position the arc, then it starts welding at the welding current. Right. So for a guy mm-hmm. like me who's never done it before and I don't know where to start or where to go brings that guy into welding and makes it easier for him. And then the the, the the most senior guy who, hey, I want one drop of the wire because this heat input on this part is super precise and my interpass temperature has to be this and this has to be perfect and mm-hmm. my deposition rate has to be this. We give you that kind of control too. Yeah, so I remember it is, being at a fab tech like eight, no, six years ago, five, I forget, a few years back. And I was in a, they are like, hey, let's get in this welding competition. Actually, I have the thing that I welded back there. I lost the welding competition, but um, it was on a Fronius machine. And I remember being like, I don't know how to set this. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just got like a dial in the front and you can push it and move it around. And it's got like a million settings. And, and I was like kind of lost. And I feel like I did poorly in the weld competition because I didn't understand the machine. That's wow. a cop out to the people that were watching. Sorry, I I, I'm I'm not the best welder, but I was at a disadvantage because you do need to know how to use a Ferronius machine. Like there, uh, and I think the the new ones are way easier. If you look back ten years ago, they were pretty pretty uh, intricate on the front, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've they've gotten a lot more user friendly. But to be honest, that's not really Ferronius's game, in my opinion. I think that their game is high tech. They want to be at the top leading edge of development. I think that's kind of where they put their their beans, you know? I, I would agree with you um, that there is a push on, on technology um, because we like to say we're a technology company, mm-hmm. not necessarily a welding company, but there's nothing wrong with being a welding company. We're a technology company. Um, and it's the innovation 
there is is ridiculous. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I'm lucky to be in the the welding technology space um, where I'm having conversations with the R and D department. Yeah, right. And now that I have buddies in the R and D department. And I go here to see something on laser hybrid, and I go here to see another MIG process. And these guys are competing to see who could weld faster and give the least distortion, right? Yeah. Uh, the competition between even internally on processes. That's awesome. Actually, yeah. It's actually quite fun to see, right? Um, but there is um, a push to make it simple for the person who's starting. And I think that's that's the easiest thing. Um, and one of the things I tell people now with um, synergic welding, you just need to crank one button. Mm-hmm. And for the guys who are like, oh, I just like welding at 21 volts because this wire works perfectly at 21 volts. Okay, crank to 21 volts, pull the trigger, everything else is done for you. For a guy that goes, um, I don't know, I like welding at about 180 amps, right? Because this is what I used to, this is what I'm used to, mm-hmm. 180 amps and you weld. For somebody who just walks off the street and have no idea about anything, they just measure the thickness of the material and tell the machine the material is a half inch. Pull the trigger and go. Yeah. Right. So they have um, they have gone there in terms of simplifying it for, for the somebody user. walking off yeah. the street, right? And they have gone into the technology space even further with. Um, welding data application and um, taking information from the welding machine and making, um, let's say, using a welding wire to, to do a seam tracking. Yeah. Right? Um, seam tracking on aluminum welding, um, which is never done before. Uh, so they've done some really, really, really cool things. It's I am super excited to work here, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I'm so excited because... Every day it's a, it's a new challenge, yeah. and that's what it is. It's a challenge, right? Um, guys come off the street looking for a solution, right? And I'm I'm happy. I, I do have a team across Canada that you know facilitates facilitates this stuff. We have four main um, main topics. We have the welding systems, the guy who are responsible for putting all this together and making the system perform. Um, then you have the welding applications. Those guys take the arc and, you know, develop your um, your procedures. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the welding data, all about communicating with Different both facilities, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, stuff like that. Uh, tell you when the contact tip is worn out. Hey, we need to, you know, get this information to the right person. Um, all the way to... Um, now training. So that's the four departments that I'm in charge of right now. Um, we have our own little ecosystem and it's, it's fun. I, mm-hmm. I don't think about the days just, it's just fly by. by. Yeah. Right. I, I sort of hate it cause it just means the grace come more and more. Oh man, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. I'm, get, I'm getting up there now. I don't even, but, I was 30 years old a minute ago. I don't know what happened, man. Like, <laughs> But it's 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 actually it's so much fun to work here, and it's so the, the people we meet they're 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 so um, let's say diverse, um, in in their in their skill sets and their needs and their wants and their vision, um, and the projects are, are so different also, right? So 
it's it's a it's a bunch of different things that keeps keeps it exciting in in, in my welding world. Mm-hmm. So I that's love that's I love amazing. All right, we're getting close to the end of the interview. I got a couple more questions to wrap up here. I've been making some notes, but I got a, a couple things to ask you. First of all, what's your future plan? You're ten years in now, Fronius. Where do you see yourself in the next ten years? I mean, I I pin you somewhere in your mid to late thirties, maybe. Uh, and so, like you know, where where do you see yourself? Do you see do you see yourself like, and this is like your performance review from your boss. Do you see your, your division, your department, you want to grow that, or do you see yourself moving into a different position? What's, what's in it for Leon? So, um, Leon, the, um, the educator, I always like, I want my guys to develop and be better than me that, than I ever was. Mm-hmm. And I also want them to take my job at some point. Yeah. Right. So Leon in 10 years is probably not doing this job because one of his guys is doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that leave me? Um, Fronius, from a Fronius standpoint, if Fronius is in 10 years, the, the growth is, is like this. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology is it's out of this world. I have, after I came back from um, that trip to New Brunswick to you guys, yeah, that's when I realized what I want to do. It is I want to be involved with the people, the products, um, creating excitement mm-hmm. around welding. So I don't know where that takes me because it's only been what was that? Uh, three months ago, two, yeah. three months ago? No, it was longer than that. Four or five months ago now, it was October, wasn't it? Was it October? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so three months, ago, three months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and when I left there, I'm like, this This is when I'm having the most fun, right? Yeah. Um, it could be, a, it, it could and probably will be erroneous because it's the, the, the stuff that we do here is, abs- is absolutely amazing. Um, um, and I feel so like somebody they, will be doing my job. Yeah, I feel like they they're they're all in on you too, right? So I'm sure they're looking to see what opportunities they can give you as well. Oh, for sure. The, the, my department, for example, has um, probably grown doubled in the time I've been here. Yeah, and it next thing is to have in my in my vision is to have regional hubs, right? right. Mississauga right now is is the hub. But you're going to have a regional hub in the west, a regional hub central, a regional hub east. Um, then you're going to have regional managers, and yeah. you know. Um, and there's so much coming uh, for us. There's um, new industries coming. There is um, the push in the automotive sector going away from gasoline to um, EV, yeah. hybridization, and EV. So is that a new place where we have to get a guy and focus you on? The mm-hmm. EV world, right? Um, and especially with my electrical background, that could make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So there is there is so much happening. And if Ronia's Canada wants to say, hey, Leon, here's the keys, I will put um, a nitrous <laughs> in it and take off. <laughs> You'll get that spaceship going hardcore. Right? And, and, you know, right. let me tell you, we would love to have a Ferronius hub out in the West because out in the west we don't have a lot of fronius representation i think we have less and less the more west you go 
Um, and it would be nice to see a lot more red machines out here, you know? For sure. For sure. We, we opened a team um, recently in, in, in BC and, you know, got to get your feet wet, got to build and build and build, right? Um, we like to say uh, make babies. You get one and then it makes babies and it has two and then it's four and then mm-hmm. there's, you know? So we, we are um, spreading our wings um, across Canada. And I think it's it's essential because you really have to um, stand behind your product anywhere you go. We don't just, one thing we don't just do is just ship it and just, and let it go. We ship mm. it and walk behind it, make sure we follow wherever it goes. So we're definitely growing. Um, and yeah, definitely big things to come. If, especially from, from what I see and what I know, there is um, some really fun and interesting things to come. Um, and I want to be around for that. Yeah. Definitely. So that so that's future Leon professionally. Now the second to last question, there's two left, one more is what's Leon's next few years look like personally? What's pet projects that you want to get going on? Do you want to expand on your Jamaican support, on your mentorship opportunities in the GTA? What are the things that, that you're looking at as kind of like passion projects for yourself? I'm definitely, um, so like I tell the family, I'm like, yeah, so I have one machine for the school and I want to get maybe four or five. And they look at me like, how much money do you have? <laughs> well you gotta find sponsors you gotta find sponsors man fear fear i'm i'm just so used to just doing it myself mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but for sure nothing wrong with finding sponsors um so definitely i want to my dream my dream is to put a welding robot in jamaica nice why because there's so much reshoring of work coming to the coming back to the West mm-hmm. um, and okay, we bring it back to Ontario and then uh, we don't have anybody to do the job, right? Get robots. Okay. That's good. But if we could unlock 3 million people um, in an Island with robots um, helping support our supply chain, uh, that would work. Right. Mm-hmm. So in, in my head, I, that's my next, my next thing I want to, to do is bring automation um, to the island, and hopefully, they could uh, multiply that to make a um, to make an industry that feeds into the industry that I'm currently in in, in yeah. Canada. Well, that, right? makes, that makes awesome sense. Yeah, and I'm on the same boat. I'm trying to do the same thing, so I love it. Yeah, right. So that's that's my um, my, and I've I've said it out loud mm-hmm. to uh to to a few people, and no one yet has told me I'm crazy. Well, you so just I said it out I'm... loud to like forty thousand people, so. <laughs> right no no one says i'm crazy yet but i definitely i definitely want to do that locally locally i i also want to get involved um with 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 the kids here i am still as i said mentoring kids um but if i could do that on a a scale i think i would thoroughly enjoy that also right so if cwb needs needs um some representation in, in my community give me a shout Oh man, come, you have no idea what's coming the down the pipeline. Danielle already sent me a message during this podcast, being like, "Ask him about this. Ask him about this." I'm like, "Relax, relax. We'll get. We'll figure it out. We'll talk after." But uh... yeah, so definitely, yeah, I'm all about, um, let's say, uh, giving, but I'm also about um, nurturing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nurturing the next minds, the next, um, and there's so much that we have here. I took a, um, I took a tour of Waterloo university um mm-hmm. and met their um the their welding department yeah it's awesome right 
And, and I'm like, we have so much talent here. Mm-hmm. It is, it is mind blown how much talent it's within um, our reach, right? Um, so we don't have to go to the U.S. to no, to be no, great. We're good. We, we could be lots. great. We could yeah. be great right here, right? So I'm definitely um, looking forward to, to to giving and growing um, personally and professionally. Um, I think personally for me, I think there's some big things to come um, in in the future. Um, My, my, uh, my slogan for this year is that you are the CEO of you, right? Yeah. So um, I think there's some big things to come this year and and going forward. All right. And last question here for you, Leon, is what advice would you give young black Canadians or young black immigrants, people of color coming to this country you know, maybe in your same situation, in your teen years to succeed, what are the things that they should look for to to help them get ahead and, and be successful Canadians? All right. The things, my best advice to young me, somebody yeah. who was yeah. young Leon. Um, there is so much information available now that wasn't available um, because I'm in Canada. I came to Canada. Google wasn't even a thing mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much, so many resources available now for you to tap into um, from the information, how to go to school. What is your passion? You find your passion, research your passion, find somebody who looks like you, who you could identify with and be that person, right? Um, I remember when I was playing soccer a lot growing up and they say, okay, you want to be like Pele? Go play just like Pele. Mm -hmm. He was successful doing that. You could be successful doing that, right? So you find your passion, um, invest in your passion, research your passion, find someone who um, you could identify with, Mentor. It doesn't have to be somebody who looks like you. If it is and you feel comfortable, great. Um, if it isn't, um, there's Canadians are giving people. Um, you could find um, that mentorship, that guidance. Uh, go talk to your 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 student um, council uh, rep at school. Go knock on a door in a business and talk to the business owner. Um, whatever it is you're passionate about. You could do it, believe it, research it, um, and strive for it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd say. Find your passion. Awesome. Go for it. Love it. Yep. Any yep. shout outs? Anything you want to say to anybody? This is your this is your window now. Daniela, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> um, so there is there is um some awesome people um <clears throat> in, in, in my corner. Um the whole Fronius family, they're great. Isa family, awesome too. Um and the the engineers, the welders, the welding engineers, the um, robot techs, everybody who we I've, I've come across, thank you for being a part of the journey. Um, I think you guys are awesome. I learned a lot from multiple people. Um, thank you, Max, for this opportunity. As I said, we've met in person. I love your energy. I love um, bouncing ideas off you and, and, and um, you know, learning from, from your experiences. Um, so another... 10, 20, 30 years, we'll have some more fun doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, we got time, man. We got time. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, awesome. thank you so much, Leon, for being on the show. And thanks for everyone for tuning in. We're going to have a wonderful month uh, for Black History Month. we got lots of great guests and Leon's kicking it off for us. So stay tuned for the rest of the episodes and uh, support your community. That's the lesson today. Be involved, give back, take what you know. And, and if you have the opportunity or the wanting to mentor, you know, help the next generation come on up. We need, we need as many people to help support the next gen as possible. So thanks a lot. And thanks for tuning in and following the show. Thanks again, Leon. Thanks, Max. Thanks, CWBA. And for all the people that have been downloading and sharing and commenting, keep it up. Keep sending us the requests for people to bring on the show too. I love getting emails where say, hey, I met this person or I met this company. We chase every lead down. So if you know anybody out there that you think would be great on the show, send them our way and keep commenting, downloading and sharing the podcast. We appreciate it. Stay tuned to the next episode. We hope you enjoy the show.